0: Hi, everyone. This is your girl T with Take 411 Podcast. For those that don't know, Take 411 Podcast is a part of Another Chance Global Media. Welcome to season two. This season, we want to get more personal with our listeners. We have riveting stories, prison news and updates, as well as real talk conversations that you do not want to miss. Take 411, y'all. Pull up a chair.
1: Hey guys, joining in to Take Four One One is Sugar Cookie. I'm here with T. Once again we come to you in full effect. Um, we just wanna to talk tonight about maintaining family ties and just making sure that we're reaching out to not only our people on the inside but our families that are on the outside so that everybody knows that everybody knows that we have an important role in these type of situations. Not all the time do we um, feel like our needs are being met, both on the outside and the inside, and we need to understand the importance of making sure that everybody feels like they have a key role in making sure we maintain the family so that when the situation ends, no one is left on the outs. Um... You want to say hi to the people? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Um,
0: Definitely. Hey, how are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm feeling like it's a Thursday, but it's a big flat Wednesday. You feel me? But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, you know, also just another great topic tonight, talking about maintaining family ties. So as we get into it, I just want to ask everyone that's listening, like, who is your family? What does family mean to you? Why is family even important? Why are we talking about maintaining family ties? Can you live by yourself? You need family? Can you just do a solo dolo? Pull up a chair and get connected. Maintaining family ties. Let's go. So, um,
1: The famous quote that everybody say all the time is, blood is thicker than water. And I think that there's a a misconception about what that actually means. So just for a moment, we're going to, you know, go back on that quote. So everybody's familiar with it. Blood is thicker than water. And everybody feels like, oh, that means that your family is more important than your friends. But in all actuality, when that quote came out, they were actually talking about your friends. So like you know, back in the days they used to have the thing where you you put a little uh, prick in your finger and have your blood brothers. And then when they were talking about the water, they were talking about the people that you shared the womb with. So like your birth family, the people that you uh you know came from your mom from. So, when people say "Blood is thick and in water," they're actually referring to the the blood brothers, the people that you welcome into your circle. so that is an important question that you ask to who do you consider to be your family? So we wanna talk about both the immediate natural family as well as the people that you um bring in to make your family uh, I'm gonna share a story. Where the other day uh, I went for a ride with my dad and we were kind of talking and he was like, you know, it's, it's crazy, um, seeing seeing you now, and like being able to spend time with you because in reality we have to get to know each other all over again, because no matter how much uh, communication you have while you're away, you it's still not the same as you know being in the house with this person and you know, knowing their likes and their dislikes and because we all change over time. You know, before something as simple as before I, I went away, um, I didn't like onions and green peppers and now <laughs> and now I like them. So, you know, some things like that. It's like um the simplest things mean everything. So uh he was basically saying like, you know, the people that you did your time with, that's that's that really became your family because they know you better than we do now. And that's always, uh, something that's in the back of my mind. It's like, you know, now I'm, a, now my real family has become a little strange to me because I have to relearn them all over again. Bring it in those gaps that we had, the gap that we had in the time that we spent with each other. And I just want to encourage people that it's very important to maintain to the best of your ability that relationship and the 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 time that your family member is incarcerated because so much changes over that time and you can really lose who that person is you can really lose the relationship that you have and have it go to a point where it's beyond repair not necessarily because someone did something wrong but it's just because so much time has lapsed that you grew into different people One thing that people understand when you are incarcerated, everybody else's life doesn't stop. Everybody else is still living. Everybody else is still moving on. They're still growing. They're becoming different individuals as you are while you're in there. So it's very important that um, families stick together during this time. Um, T, do you want to add anything to that?
0: Uh, Absolutely. Well, first say that. As you were talking, I was thinking of similar situations and stories that I've heard from people because I know we've all heard the saying, blood is thicker than water, and so on and so forth. And then, honestly speaking, like, I have learned so much from men and women incarcerated about what family really is. And over the years, like, of course, you know, like your sister, your brother, or just your aunts, your uncles, like, these are people that, you know, that's been your family all your life and then as i started talking to some people in prison they said my family's they back on me i hadn't heard from them they won't pick up the phone and then they suddenly became their brother or their sister and so on and so forth and it, it's kind of sad like i don't really know like what the situations were with their blood family but then people start talking about the difference between family and relatives which i'm pretty sure you're going to break that down mm-hmm. too so to me um when you have people in your life who love you, who care for you, who got your best interest at heart, whether they're blood or not, that's your family. Like that is so extremely important because no one can live in this world by themselves. And as one thing I also wanted to comment on Cookie, you were talking about like you went away for eleven years. So you were building with other women on the inside and they love you and they got your back and they're making sure you're good and you're making sure they're good. These become your sisters. And even the people who you were brought up in the house with mom, with dad, with siblings, and with kids, and they they love you, and of course they'll probably die for you, and at the same time they gotta relearn you because they don't really know you so we gotta understand and be open minded that the world has changed so much, so family is not just people who we've known all our life. it could be somebody brand new that can still have our back, and that's to me what's most important.
1: Yes, absolutely, um, and I just want to touch on that, like you said, there's a big difference between someone who is your family and someone who is your, your relative. Um, I know that growing up, right, so I, I come from a, a huge family, right, my father had 13 siblings, each one of them has about six children, and we're all close, close, like, I mean, every weekend staying at another family member house close, like, Sunday dinner close, like, um, you know summertime every week going somewhere close, like my my family is very tight, regardless of how huge the family is um and during the the time that I was away, you know, I didn't really see them that much, like cousins and things like that because we we were young, we were all young, I was twenty when i when I went away, so we were all young, and everybody's like you know finding themselves going off to college and stuff like that, so they were kind of like doing their own thing right um and when I when I came home, when I was actually able to get back in touch with cousins, it was like, oh yeah, no, I haven't seen them in this amount of years, and I haven't talked to them in this amount of time, and it kind of it bothered me a lot because it was like, how did this happen? Like, how did we fall apart? Like, I would expect to be the outcast at this point, but I, I'm now the the checkpoint. Like, they're calling me like, oh, have you spoken to this one? Have you spoken to that one? Um, when the last time you heard from this one? You know, so it's it's a little crazy because um, even them, not even being in the situation I, I'm in, were able to establish relationships outside of who they were related to and consider them those people their family versus what I grew up understanding to be my family. You know, so that's just to say that sometimes we're surrounded by people and the circumstance that we are in and the conversations that we can have and the things that we can share and how deep we can get in our level of uh, understanding of each other can create a relationship that goes way deeper than somebody who, you know, is a cousin, sister, brother, or anything of that nature, right? But the reason why we we're speaking about this this uh topic today is so that if you have that chance to prevent that relationship from breaking down prevent it at all costs and then those are those people who have burnt their bridges with their families um and you have been able to be to be blessed enough to find someone else to consider to be your family how do you move forward with maintaining that relationship so that you never have to feel what it's like not to be a part of a family again. Um T, do you have any points on like like what do you think is important for people to to do or to um what's what's the most important things for people to have in order to be able to maintain a
0: relationship with their family? Well a couple things I, I gotta say because me having the opportunity to work with men and women um, in prison for well over a decade now, like I can't even tell you the amount of people that I've talked to, men and women, that said, you know what, I don't have any family anymore. All oh, my family has died since I've been in prison for so long. Or oh, my family has fallen out with me because I'm a black sheep and I went a different direction from the direction they are, or whatever the situation was. And I've also met people that I've met. Fellies, met friends, met people off dating sites, and they've met people that is their new family. Like, so a couple things I want to say before I answer that. First and foremost is whether you're in prison or not, like, I know of so many people and families that hadn't talked in years, and it has nothing at all to do with prison. It's just that you got mad about something you probably don't even remember, and you're not even talking to anybody anymore. And mm-hmm. we did a show talking about forgiveness. Like, I can't express how important it is to forgive and not hold those things on your heart because forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is for me, not the person that we're mad at. So that's one thing. We got to find ways to see how we can still coexist. We may not agree with everything that everyone does, but let's find a way to coexist and not have our heart hardened because we're mad. Oh, you're mad. <laughs> um, but what <laughs> I don't like do that. you do to make... <laughs> yeah, you mad? Are you mad? <laughs> all right, so um, it, it's important to be able to maintain relationships. Like let's say for example, if someone's incarcerated, it, it, it's kind of bittersweet sometimes because I've heard people make jokes about yeah, he in jail now. He, he hit his mom every day. She spent 20 years not ever knowing where he was. He ain't come home at night. Now, I love your mom. I love your mom. You get, you get all this. But the point is Staying in constant contact with family and loved ones is important, whether it's via phone, whether it's via snail mail, whether it's via visits, finding creative and different things you can do to stay in touch. And I'm not saying you got to stay in touch every single day, but whether it's weekly or a few times a month, let that person know that you care about them. Maintaining family ties are so important, especially to someone in prison What I learned when I started working with prisoners years ago was one of the loneliest times in the world in prison was around the holidays, especially Valentine's, Mother's Mm -hmm. Day, Father's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving. And a lot of families on the outside, sometimes when you're not in prison and you don't work with prisoners, you don't really understand. So you're living your life, which you're supposed to. However, don't forget about your loved one on the inside, because I know grown men that's depressed, because it's the holidays and they call their family and the family won't pick up the phone because they out shop and they're out shopping at the mall. So thinking maintaining relationships are important, but especially during times where it's love time, it's family time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Think about a woman in prison on Mother's Day. Hey, she definitely needs somebody. Think about a man in prison on Father's Day and got kids. Oh, he definitely needs someone. So finding ways to stay in touch, whether, like I said, snail mail, email, visits, and so on and so forth. we got to also put forth effort. We're living in a day and time where everybody's hooked on these gadgets all the time. we got to put these gadgets down and be able to open our mouth and find a way to communicate. Absolutely. And I think that um, they made it easier now because I know in a lot
1: of state uh, prisons that uh, they have the JP system. So you you know, they're able to use tablets and you can, you know, communicate through the tablet via email or a video call and things like that. So the same things you're doing with your cell phone, you could communicate with your family members or your, even your friends that you consider to be family um, while they are on the inside. Um, See, so you touched on something, right, and it, it, it went through my mind um, how you were saying, like, people think sometimes like oh yeah here and there now and oh now all of a sudden you are saying i love you and all this other stuff and that does go back to our uh episode about forgiveness um that was our second episode forgiving yourself in the unforgiven world because you got to let that go if you want somebody to the, the purpose of being incarcerated is so that they can grow and that they can uh you know pay for the mistakes that they made so if they have done that and they are asking to be able to come into your life again just try to find a way to allow that to happen because it's healing for not only them but you as well and it's healing for your family as a whole and then if you decide not to do that trust and believe that their day is is going to come it's going to come at some point in time and you better be ready to keep that same energy because let's be real about it. We got those ones that, um, you know, the whole the whole time you're incarcerated, they don't want nothing to do with you. Or I can't sing you and everything. And then when you're coming out and you checking for cousin this, cousin that, and auntie this or auntie that, they're like, well, why is she not calling my phone? Well, <laughs> where where were you during that time? You get what I'm saying? So people a lot of times forget that one day I'm I'm coming out of here. For those of us who are granted that opportunity, one day this will all be over. This is not the rest of my life. And you want them to be able to come home to be a part of your life. You want them to come home and be able to continue to build on your family. You don't want to feel like um, they were missing out. So always keep that in mind. Don't be so so bold or so strong-minded to think that, Um, You don't need this person in your life because the worst feeling to have when you're taken out of – when you're removed from prison and you're put back into the world is for you to feel alone. And sometimes that is the reason that people return to prison. And while you're standing back and you're feeling like, oh, uh, you just keep going back and you have so many things to say to judge this individual, how about we look at their support system? Support starts at home. And your home is your family, so let's not forget that, you know. Um, and then for people who are incarcerated, upon release, don't for, don't forget about the people who were there for you. Don't forget about the people who were your family during that time frame, because th- the the that, that was it was hard for them too. It was hard for them um, sometimes maybe having to get to package together or try to find time to run around and get this and get that for you. You have to show appreciation. You have to show, you have to humble yourself. Because let me tell you, it, I, I, was, I was I was in there with a lot of girls at a big fashion show, right? And you wouldn't even believe it because we all wore the same outfit every single day, a green button-up shirt with some green pants, right? And some of these girls, they had to have the latest sneakers. They had to have the latest um, shirt to go under their uniform and name brand this and name brand that, and they, you know, real flashy about it, but in reality, it's your family that's doing that for you. It's your family that's looking out for you, and these are the same people that's on the phone four or five times a day and yelling and screaming at their mom or their their significant other about, oh, why you didn't have my package here on time? What do you mean you can't visit? So for those of you that are on the inside that's listening to this and you have that mentality, change that because nobody owes us a thing. We are lucky. We are blessed. We are um, great. We should be grateful that. You know, someone on the outside is willing to take time out of their day to make sure that you have what you need. They're willing to work twice as hard to take care of you, a grown person, on top of taking care of their own responsibilities at home. Because if
0: we're going to be real about it, we got to be real about it
1: for real. You
0: know what, and, and just like that, and I wanted to touch on a couple things that you said. Number one, you're talking about video visits and J.P. and stuff like that. What the prison system had did I think Cookie, you had said it um, in the beginning before we did our even our first show. You were talking about the correctional system, <laughs> um, the Department of Corrections, and you know what kind of corrections they're making and probably need to make. One thing that the prisons are continuing to do is create different opportunities like JPay and email systems like links where you can email your loved one, where they can sell you more shit. Music, movies, and, yeah, people in prison are enjoying it, but don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. The power play, because there's more money that families got to pay, and so on and so forth. They make sure they just keep you broke. I know people in prison that won't even get on that stuff because they just don't want to buy into funding more to the correctional system. So we have to be careful Mm -hmm. because some people like to keep up with the Joneses and get everything, but we can't always have everything. Tablets were free one time. You lose it to $100. So we just got to be mindful because they're going to continue to come out with different stuff that you got to pay for. So you got to get what's needed, especially if you're on a budget. Right. Because even with some people that have jobs in prison, they may get $0.05 cents an hour um, for the same job. When they get home, they can't get because they don't hire felons. But they hire felons <laughs> in prison. That's a whole another story. But um, I just wanted to kind of mention that because it's a lot of different ways and opportunities to – Stay connected with your loved one, but it costs. So we got to be mindful of that because some people um, are definitely sh- still struggling. I just want to add that. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's right, T. And I think that that, that was a very uh, major point um, to add there, and like especially to the incarcerated population that we're reaching out to. Just be mindful that you could you could save your money. You don't have to. And the whole thing at commissary. You don't have to, you know, send out money to be paying for movies and things like that on j because at the end of the day, whatever you can do, let me tell you, I put no strain on my family and thank God for my family. Thank God for my, 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 my parents who did what they could here and there and, you know, I didn't I didn't ask for much because my parents were taking care of my children. So it was like, you know, I wasn't Oh, I need money in my books, this and that, you know, a package every few months or so. I was good with that. But for the most part, I found the highest paying job that I was able to to get in there, which was a dollar and 19 cents working for DMV that which which I can't even work at now, which is crazy. Um, and I was able to make uh ninety dollars every two weeks, and I used that to take care of myself while I was in there um so that just goes to show that you sometimes you have to take that burden off of your family sometimes families feel like they don't want to deal with you because that's another. That's another stressor that they have to have. That's another bill that they have to pay, you know. Like they have to go grocery shopping for themselves and then grocery shop for you as well. So try to take that burden off of them, especially if you know that they're stressed and if you know that, you know, they're going through a lot and you can't do much to help out with the situation. Try to relieve that. That way, the only thing that that's happening between you and your family member out there is that you're you're um creating a, a strong, a healthy relationship, you know, stress free, where you're just doing all that you can just to make sure that you guys are happy and maintain that relationship. And just like T said, you know, like whatever ways you can find to communicate, use that opportunity. Don't think that it has to be the latest thing that's out. You can always use whatever opportunity that you have to communicate with your family and reach out to them.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things a lot of people don't realize is when you maintain good relationships with family or you reconnect, it helps the person um, in prison getting ready to kind of process to come home. Um, Studies show that people in prison that have vital relationships with family and people on the outside, They stand a better chance at coming home and integrating back into the community, being a law-abiding citizen. You know, a lot of times there's challenges, let's say, for example, you have someone in prison that's coming home in three months, six months, a year or less. There's challenges like, hey, what do I do next? I don't know where to begin. Having someone on the outside that says, listen, when you get ready to come home, we're going to talk about this. This is where you're going to stay. This is how you're going to find a job. This is where you're going to live. Everyone needs someone, and family, again, is not always blood. It can be people that just really care about you. It can be organizations that have been working with you kind of hand-in-hand hand. because sometimes there's strains on family and situations that like help with finding employment, you do with mental health issues. Like there's so many different things that's going on, but tonight we just really can't stress the importance of maintaining good and healthy. We need to add that part in. <laughs> um healthy relationships um with family, with loved ones, with people that really care about you. And the reason healthy relationships are important and I know you can tell you can you can vouch for this cookie, I can't tell you how many people have come home to drama, to fighting, to fussing. You're back in jail because somebody got hit and slapped and so on. Let me tell you something. The drama, leave the drama for somebody else. Like having a healthy There's nothing like a healthy relationship. Peace of mind. Like, that's extremely important. So you don't just want to have family and loved ones. You want to have healthy situations that promote growth so you can be in a good situation.
1: Absolutely. Um, Another thing that I I want to touch on, see is what happens when the breakdown of your relationship with your family is actually the reason reason why you're in prison, um for example, like situations where there's domestic violence or um you feel like you know your family didn't protect you enough um there were there were a lot of females that I was uh in prison with where their immediate crime was not related to a situation that happened to them, however something like, you know, when they were younger, they were raised and they felt like their mother didn't protect them. So now while they're in prison, they feel like she owes them because of the situation that she uh, didn't protect them from. Um, I think that, and I always go back to saying this because I think this is so important, mental health is very important. Mental health is very important because it stabilizes everything else in your life. You're able to see a clear future. You're able to be present in your right now when you have a healthy mental state. So I want to stress that um, you have, there's a healing process that families have to go through, whether it's, somebody going to prison, or those of us that are on the outside, because this podcast is not only for people that are in prison, there are some of us on the outside that have he- has healing to do. There are some of us that were previously in that situation that are one step away from going into prison because of a situation that we are in. Sometimes we have to take steps back to heal within our families, and that starts with yourself heal with yourself, find ways to find healthy ways to go into relationships and maintain that in order to maintain that family where no one is above getting professional help. If you have to go to therapy, if you have to step out and go and and talk to someone who's going to give you sound advice as far as what to do in a situation to help my family out, there are, and i I feel like you know a lot of times when we're talking to you I feel like uh <laughs> we focus a lot on our our female population because that's where I came from, you know, I can speak on that experience, and I feel like there is a lot out there for men, but I'm gonna speak up for them as well because we we all have our situations um I think that it's very important that we don't we don't forget the the fathers, the uncles and you know that that are in our our lives or have once been there that are now incarcerated because there are times and, and situations where you know the the father is no longer present in the children's lives and things like that and women will hold that to the against them to no extent you know and sometimes there are men that want to be in their child's life but do not have the opportunity because they are incarcerated and i want to encourage families that You know, go through that process, whatever it may look like and whatever it may take because you never know the effect that it can have on the family as a whole. It's not just about you. It's not just about uh, him either. It's also about the children. So when we're talking about family, we're talking about a complete family dynamic, Um, not just mother and child or, uh, you know, like the the individual and their parents or their siblings or their cousins. We're talking about the family as a whole because this is how it was and this is how it would be. And even if you didn't have that prior to your incarceration, try to build that, try to work towards that, maybe try to jot down in a book steps that it would take in order to get to, you know, find what your goal is. What does your ideal family look like? and then write it out and see what what steps you can take in order to reach that goal because no one wants to be stuck in a tragic or a a torn apart situation forever. Families are not meant to be that way. So if you want to build towards having a healthy family and being able to maintain that healthy family, you have to map out what would that look like? How do I get here? And once you can visually see it, You can start working towards it. And then one day at a time, I'm a firm believer that nothing happens overnight. Because anything that happens overnight is not going to withstand the test of time. So we want to build relationships that are strong.
0: Absolutely. And I just want to say, as we look to wrap up in the next few minutes, like, just listening, if you are a person, whether you have a one that's incarcerated, whether they're male or female, or even you are just thinking about how to maintain and build healthy relationships with your family I just want to list just some specific things like if you want to like like with me I like to write stuff down I like colors like hey what do I do and you know and again the different things we say we have to look in the mirror because this goes for us too you know what I'm saying so number one you just want to try to spend regular quality time with family and people that you love even if it's just a few minutes a day and again that's so important because. We live in a day and town where everybody's on their phone all day and all night. Hello, we're not robots, so let's try to spend quality time with people that we love and if they're incarcerated, you know you have emails, you have phones, you have letters and do that. You want to also show affection. um I have met so many people that said, "You know what? my mother has never told me she loved me, but I know she do, and blah blah blah. And I understand it's it's sometimes action speaks louder than words, but guess what? People still want to hear it, too. People still want hugs Mm -hmm. and kisses and kind words. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, especially like somebody that's incarcerated. Think about, like, the time that you did, Cookie, like 11 years. I've had men tell me that, you know, I have men that's been, I've known men that's been in prison like 10 plus years, and these are real, like, solid guys. And they say, you know, man, I just, I, I just miss a father. I miss a dad. I miss the, the love and affection of another man, as far as like a brother, not anything, any other than that. Um, you know, and of course that's somebody's choice. But my point is, and after a guy, I said, guys, say, man, I ain't even had a hug, and I don't know how long. Like, I just want a hug. You know what I'm saying? And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Think about, think about. Have you ever had like a hug, a good hug? Like somebody just grabbed you and hugged you. You like, oh my gosh, I love this hug. You ever had one of those? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Listen, just imagine, like, think about when you were on the inside and, like, family came to see your kids and your family hugs you or kiss you. Like, that's everything. So sometimes, and, you know, and, again, I'm looking in the mirror because I'm a person that I'm not that affectionate. Like, I remember at one of my churches when I was in Charlotte, one of my um, girlfriends was like, Girl, give me a hug. And she would just do it to be funny because she was like, I don't really like hug and do touch and touch, which I really don't. But I would always laugh. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you a hug. But some people love it. So, again, that's just another way of showing affection. You also want to do fun things together. Um, you want to laugh. Because mm-hmm. laughing is contagious. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. want to laugh. So that's important because at the end of the day, just like capturing pictures are important, we're not going to be here forever. But people will never forget how you made them feel, whether you made them feel bad, whether you made it feel good. So you want to laugh, right. you want to have some, you know what I'm saying? You also want to share values and engage in, like, different family rituals, like dinner, visits, walk to the park, movie lights. Nice. Why is that important? Because we got to put these gadgets down. And we got to spend quality time with our loved ones. So I could go on and on. we got to talk. You know what I'm saying? We got to have discussions, and guess what? We also we got to talk about problem solving. Like, what about when I don't agree with you? How can I approach you? Because this is why people don't don't talk today because they got mad. Oh, you mad? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we just want to be able to develop and create opportunities to save the family, to have healthy relationships, and to let people know that they're not alone. I can't express how important that is. And that is really all that I want to share about that. I'm going to turn it back over to you, Cookie. Yeah,
1: um, great point, C. I think that, um, yeah, that is very important. That's funny because when you, when you talked about the hug, it made me think about uh, this one time when my daughters came to visit me and they were about to leave out. And so, like, we were, like, at the back table because it was, like, it held more chairs and it was, like, a bunch of us. But, like, they went to to leave out. And, like, they were, like, already, like, by the door and the gate. And my daughter ran all the way back just to give me a hug. And it was, like, the best feeling ever. It was, like, you know, like...
0: That was everything, honey. Hot it was Sunday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was... Wasn't it, was, it everything? It was so great. And I would And I... I, 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 can't, I just... Remember it so vividly, the way that it happened, because it was like, you know, like it was it, that that hug told me everything. It said, no matter where you are, or no matter what your situation is, I love you still, and I, I want you, I want you with me, I want you in my life. That was very important mm-hmm. to
0: me. Absolutely. And again, at the end of the day, what's more important than family? What's more important than someone saying, "I love you," "I need you." I appreciate you. I got your back. We should not live in this world by ourselves. So if you listen to our show tonight, think about that. Who is your family? Who do you love? Who do you need to reconnect with? Do you have healthy relationships with family and loved ones? If you do great, do what you can continue to nurture it. And if you don't, do what you can do to repair it. Because at the end of the day... Thank <laughs> you.